Good morning in the name of Jesus. Today is the eighth Sunday after Pentecost. Our sermon text comes from the familiar text from Matthew chapter 13, verses 24 and following. It's known as the parable of the weeds. And uh, we'll talk a lot about weeds today. Whether that's you, me, someone else, or what does it really mean, me? And then how do you and I deal with it today? We pray that uh, all of you... As you come here today, that if you're struggling with something, if, if you have fears, if you're struggling with your faith, that as you hear God's words through our liturgy, through the songs and the hymns that we sing today, most certainly through the body and blood of Christ that we receive from the altar, and I pray through the sermon today, that you are strengthened and, and maybe become free of the struggles that you have in your life. So we pray this. Would you all, all please rise as we begin our service this morning? To us in daily living, it doesn't make sense that God allows evil to grow outside and even inside the church. But as we await God's good harvest, we do so in hope, which does not depend on what our eyes see, but on the faith given to us by the Holy Spirit. With faith, our ears hear God's word. He hears the calling of us as his children and his listening to the Spirit's groaning for you and me. As precious wheat protected in God's barn, we can wait patiently for the harvest when by grace the righteous will shine like the sun in our Father's kingdom. We begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. We sing hymn 655, Lord, keep us steadfast in your word. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is able and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all 
Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. We confess.
One day creation will be set free from corruption. Your sins were taken to Christ's cross where you were redeemed as God's beloved child. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.
Let us pray. The Lord be with you. Heavenly Father, who has ordered all things for our good, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. Good morning. This morning's epistle reading comes from Romans chapter 8. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that, has, that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now, and not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the, fruits, the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for the adoption of, as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that has seen is not hope, for who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings to deep too deep for words. And when he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I see I'm doing this in reverse. I need to read the Old Testament reading.
Thank you for bearing with me. The Old Testament reading this morning is from Isaiah, chapter 44, verses 6 through 8. Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first, and I am the last. Besides me, there is no God. Who is like me? Let him proclaim it. Let him declare and set it before me, since I appointed an ancient people. Let them declare what is to come and what is to happen. Fear not, nor be afraid. Have I not told you from an old and declared it? And you are my witness. Is there a God besides me? There is no rock. I know not any. This is the word of the Lord. Please rise for the reading of the gradual. Oh, the depths of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. For from him and through him and to him are all things. Alleluia, I will open my mouth in parables. Oh, the depth of the riches and the wisdom and the knowledge of God. For from him and through him and to him are all things. Alleluia. I will open my mouth in parables. Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 13th chapter. Jesus put another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared also. And the servants of the master of the house came and said to him, He said to them, An enemy has done this. So the servants said to him, But he said, No, 
lest in gathering the weeds you root up the wheat along with them. Let both grow together until the harvest, and at harvest time I will tell the reapers, gather the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. Then he left the crowds and went into the house, and his disciples came to him, saying, He answered, The one who sows the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world, and the good seed is the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the close of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are gathered and burned with fire, so will it be at the close of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all lawbreakers, and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. He who has ears, let him hear. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated and we sing, Come, you thankful people, come.
Have any children this morning that like to come up for the children's message? You know what this is? It is a potato. So I want to tell you a story. It kind of sounds like our gospel lesson today. So there was a little boy, and he lived on a farm, and his job, they grew a lot of potatoes. And you know the potatoes, this guy grows under the ground, not above the ground. And so his job was to hoe. What hoe means is that he has this, this instrument, probably, probably wood up here, and it has a metal bottom, and he would dig around to loosen up the soil so that when it, it rained or they water it, the water would get in there, the ground, and other nutrients, and this guy would then grow and get big. But also what happens in potato farms, and a lot of farms, there are also weeds. And so the little boy decided, well, I should dig those up too. Do you know what happened when he dug the weeds up? Well, you know, that's what he thought too. But what happened was is that he actually cut up some of the potatoes, and then they would not grow. They would die. So what he, but it was a good, I would have thought the same thing too, that if I get rid of the weeds, but the problem with weeds and potatoes is the weeds grow all around the potato. And so the best thing to do then is to wait to harvest it when the potato grows to its full size, and then you can pull the potato and the weed out at the same time, and then put the potato into a bin and put the weed Usually they put the weed in a pile that they actually burn in a fire. So that's kind of like us, right? So God has, he, he is good to people who don't believe in him, people who are not very nice, people who do believe in him, people who are good. He does good things for all of them. But at the very end time, those who believe in Jesus, like you and me, and like them and other people all around the world, people who have lived before us, people who come after us, the angels will come, and we got to go to heaven. But those who, who don't are kind of like the weeds that killed the potato. They get thrown into a fiery, ugly, horrible life. We wouldn't want that, would we? Yeah, I don't want it. So, so, but God's blessed us, and he begins that at baptism. He, he gives us faith so that we can believe. And then today, we have already sung God's word. We've heard God's word. We've said God's word. And all that also works so that you and I can believe in Jesus. Isn't that awesome? And if we believe in Jesus, where do we get to go? Heaven. Right, you want to pray with me? Okay. Thank you, Heavenly Father. For sending your son Jesus, who lived and died for me. And thank you for your Holy Spirit, who works faith in me, so I can believe in Jesus, and my Lord and Savior, and go to heaven with you. In Jesus' name. Let's sing our hymn of the day.
Grace, peace, and mercy from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, our sermon text comes from our gospel lesson, the Gospel of Matthew, the 13th chapter, verses 24 to 30 and 36 to 43. Like last Sunday, we have a split gospel. We have a parable given to to the unbelieving crowds and to the disciples, and we have the explanation given just to the disciples, those who would become Jesus' authorized sent ones or his apostles. Jesus is the subject to, of, of all of the parables. And in this parable, the sower of good seed is identified as the Son of Man. That would be Jesus. The good seed is identified as the sons of the kingdom, people. Um, the, the Heavenly Father that has plant, who has, he has planted into the field of the world. And Jesus also introduces the hostile one, the one who plants weeds in the midst of wheat. And this would be the devil. And the weeds are so close and so intertwined, like as I explained with the potato, um, that if you pull out a weed, it might take the plant with it. And Jesus instructs his servants, who are clearly his apostles and later pastors, not to pull out the weeds but to let them grow until the time of the harvest. Not until the end of the age will the evil one be separated from the righteous. The sons of evil will be collected and they will be bound to experience everlasting suffering, while the righteous will be gathered to a safe place where they will reflect the holiness of God. So what can you and I learn from all this? As of all Jesus' parable, there is a story. And first, I think that in the visible church, in this world today, there will be both genuine believers and hypocrites. That means that this morning, right here in our sanctuary, or online watching us, and with all the sanctuaries around the world and all those watching online, there are both believers and there are hypocrites. Jesus is contrasting his chosen apostles against the Pharisees, who pose as those included in the kingdom of God. The difference will be seen, and the genuine believers will be known by their fruits of faith, whereas the hypocrites will be identified by superficial attempts of self-justification. This weedy fruit is recognized by their false teaching, false worship, and the temptations of man to look on his own merits, that means our own works, as justification before God. And in creating their own means of justification, they then become numbered among the lawless. Speaking of words, works, or even fruits of faith can cause you and me to, to squirm maybe a little bit in our pews. See, the believer does not look at his works of fruits, However, we look to Jesus, because Jesus is the cause of faith in all the good works that you and I do. And next, we learn in this parable that the Lord instructs his, his servants not to pull out the weeds, but to let them grow with the wheat until harvest. There are some weeds, especially when they're young, that mimic the, the, the crop that they're growing for cash. You won't know until the, the fruit shows that they are actually weeds. 
Maybe you have some of those in your gardens at home. And besides pulling weeds isn't the servant's role, but the role of an angel weeper at the end of the age. This might seem difficult to us to, to allow or even tolerate evil in the world, let alone in the midst of the church. In fact, there are other passages that seem to stress separation from evil, such as when Jesus tells the disciples to cast out the leaven of the Pharisees or when he empowers Peter and the others not only to loose the forgiven but also to bind the unrepentant on earth. Paul warns the Corinthian church to cast out the immoral members of the congregation. But excommunication is only designed to put fear in the erring so that they might repent and be restored to the church. Excommunication always has restoration in view. It is not consistent with Jesus' other teachings and that, 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 that of the apostles to be uh, or against to be against using God's law. Yet God's servants need to be careful not to judge too quickly that a son of the evil one is among them, especially since in our sin, your sins and my sin, we are all evil. The believer is simultaneously sinner and saint. We talked about that last week. And still carries with him or her one of the causes of sin, our own flesh. The church and her servants also do not have the power of the sword, that is, the power to carry out criminal punishment. That was the great travesty of what we know as the Inquisition, the medieval church persecution of heresy. Certainly, when a law is broken, the civil authority has the right to punish and to curb the evildoers, but this authority is not given to the church. The false teachers are hypocrites, and, and, and they will receive their punishment at the end of the age when they will be cast into, with the devil and all causes of sin into the eternal fire. And this is good news for the believer, for he or she can look forward to a new life without the cause of sin. At his or her death and later on in the last day, he or she is gathered for safekeeping, the same angel who's cast the sons of evil ones away to the fire also gathered beloved Christians to the bosom of Abraham for safekeeping. Thus the church, we, will struggle with the causes of sin in the world and even the work of the evil ones in its midst. And all you and I have to do is just look outside and we see evil all around us. This is why believers still on earth are called the church militant. We have a section in our hymnal devoted to this teaching, and many people today complain about the strife in the organized church, and there is a lot of strife in the organized church worldwide. But it's, it is to be expected. Jesus says he does not bring peace, but he brings a sword. And nevertheless, and above all, we learn from this text that already now in this church, in all the church, true peace can be found in Christ Jesus. In the means of grace, Christ dwells with us and does his ministry through his called servants. And in his grace, you and I are already at peace, at peace with God and at peace 
with our future. Jesus' death on the cross has sealed his pledge to redeem your body and mine. And all that will happen for all of us here today at a future date. An hour from now, 50 years from now, or even longer, maybe shorter. God's voice in this reading of scriptures and the preaching of the word assures you and me that he is with you despite, despite our suffering in an unbelieving world. His very body and blood, which we will eat and drink shortly with the bread and wine, gives certainty that you are forgiven for all those times and wickedness around you draws you also into sin. Even the suffering the church experiences in this life identifies it with the suffering of Christ. In this way, the church is also blessed. Blessed are you when others revile of you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely, Jesus says on his account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Matthew chapter 5, verses 11 and 12. This is a theology of the cross, where through suffering, a great good results. The righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. So for now, the world holds both belief and unbelief. But we, you and I, are at peace. Because in the end, Christ will judge the difference. And the righteous will shine like the sun. Amen. Please rise as we confess our faith. In the third article of the Apostle Creed, we confess our faith in the Holy Spirit, who intercedes for us. What does this mean? I believe that I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord, continue with prayer. When we look at the storms gathering around us, many people are in dire straits. Let us pray for them, for the church around the world, and for all people in their various circumstances. For the human powers that be, that God would enable them to make and administer laws to order society within their borders and to establish peace across them. Let us pray to the Lord. For the disenfranchised and the homeless, the forgotten and oppressed, the unemployed and disheartened, that God would protect and defend them, open doors of opportunity for them, 
and move them to rely on him for all their needs. Let us pray to the Lord. For those near and dear to us in their illnesses, anger, grief, or despair, especially today we pray for the family of Victoria, Jeremy's grandmother, who at 100 years on earth was called to her heavenly home. We also lift up Joan Walker, who will be having surgery in the first part of August, Linda Miller, who is recovering from surgery that she had Friday, and for Crystal, who is awaiting tests. Let us pray to the Lord. For those near and dear us and, and those whom we name in our hearts now in silence. That God would visit, relieve, strengthen, and renew them according to his gracious plan. Let us pray to the Lord. For those who tend flocks and till the soil, who provide transportation and manage shops, who provide protection in their communities and defense of their nation, and who respond to sudden emergencies and work to increase health and well-being, let us pray to the Lord. For ourselves and all who come to the Lord's table in true faith, that God would bestow on us his forgiveness, life, and salvation. Let us pray to the Lord. For the upcoming LCMS Synodical Convention, to all the delegates that will be attending, that all would bring glory to God. And, and these and any other things you would have us ask of you, Heavenly Father. being the Lord of Harvest.
Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death in the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name evermore, praising you and singing.
Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And after having given thanks, he broke it. He gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And after having given thanks, he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, drink. This is the cup of the New Testament of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. As often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. O Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, in giving us your body and blood to eat and to drink, you lead us to remember and confess your holy cross and passion, your blessed death, your rest in the tomb, your resurrection from the dead, your ascension into heaven, and your coming for the final judgment. So remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray, Our Father. Peace of the Lord be with you always.
Please rise. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, that you have refreshed us with the forced taste of the feast to come. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. God Almighty, the Father, who has adopted you as his own children, the Son, who has given his life for you, and the Holy Spirit, who brings your groaning prayers to the throne of grace, be with you and keep you now and forever. Amen. Seeing Christ be my leader. Amen. Please be seated. Do we have any announcements this morning? August 5th, Saturday, the Trinity Picnic will be at the Car Power House, Whiskey Town Lake. So those that do not have a lifelong or senior pass will, will, have, will have a carpool at the church available to meet at 9 o'clock. Those that want to 
buy your pass, need to go to the visitor center or go online to the recreation.gov. We have a sign-up board for, for, for who will attend to sign up for the sides, the desserts, and of course the carpool. So we'll have hot dogs, hamburgers, and drinks and water. And you're welcome to bring chairs, drinks, and fun. So please sign up <laughs> and let's have some fun. Thank you, Vicki. Any other announcements? Real short. Um, Bible study, or actually coffee, juice, tea, I don't know, maybe snacks. Snacks too. And then Bible study at 10.45. So you got about 20 minutes to talk, greet, meet. You know, find somebody maybe you haven't talked to in a while, or maybe never talked to. And say, hi, the Lord loves you. And see what kind of response you get back. Hopefully they'll say, the Lord loves you also. Right? Um, and, and do it this Saturday is when our LCMS convention kicks off. Actually, it's already going, but not, no official meetings um, until Friday night. And then Saturday is when it actually opens up. So for about a week's time, keep our whole synod in your prayers and all the delegates who are coming from all over the United States, uh, um, pastors and lay delegates, and uh, that, that whatever we do will be done to, and given to the glory of God. And, uh, and there's, a, there's a lot trying to prevent that. So we truly need your prayers. And all week. We'll start it Friday and keep it going until the following Friday. Prayers are really, really needed. With that, let us go in peace. Let us serve the Lord. Find somebody and share the gospel with somebody. There's an awful lot of people living in the dark out there. Let's go in peace.